The second annual WakandaCon is a three-day Afrofuturistic fan convention that celebrates black culture, and this year it's at the Hyatt Regency McCormick Place from July 26th through the 28th. The weekend itinerary includes panel discussions among thought leaders in design, tech, and wellness, along with small black-owned business vendor mall, a cosplay parade, gaming competitions, and so much more. Joining me in the studio are the sibling founders of WakandaCon, Ali and Dave Barthwell. Welcome back to Vocal Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I am so excited that you've decided to bring this back for another year. It was so much fun last year. So this year, you have the benefit of, of more time. Uh, more experience and hindsight. Uh, what does WakandaCon 2 bring to the table that maybe you didn't have the forethought or the resources to implement last year? I think this year, uh, you know, this is our sophomore effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is a returning year. So we have both an understanding of what the event was and also where we could take it. Uh, and I think this year what we wanted to do was to create much more of a community focus and allow that to develop because our attendees, what they reported most from last year was that they had never experienced a sense of community like that before. Yeah. Uh, they had never been to a convention like that. And, uh, you know, the, the event itself was there were the panels and there was the, the shopping and there was the gaming. But there were also lots of hugs and lots of friends made. There was a wedding proposal. It was about bringing people together. And so we really want to focus more on community this year. And community is so important to, uh, you know, uh, pop culture communities, to the gaming community, to the movie fandom. But a lot of times as black people, we go to conventions or we try to be fans in the way that other people get to be. And we're the other in the room. We don't get to see, um, hey, there's Storm. Guess I can't be Storm this year. <laughs> but this opens up such a, a, a wide piece of family that I, I don't think that people had. Did, did, did you hear from that uh, kind of viewpoint that, hey, other people look like me? This is amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, just people saying to walk into a space and just all of the people there, let alone people in costume and cosplay in their Afrofuturistic eleganza, but just everybody in the room was black. The majority of our presenters were women of color, black women. Um, so people just being able to walk into a space and know that their experience is understood, that their story is going to be heard and going to be valued. Um, and then that that fun of you, you're not the single narrative. You can create whatever you want. So there were people that created their own superheroes and came dressed in cosplay of superheroes, of their own creation. Or um, we had a woman who dressed as liquid vibranium and she had oh this God, wonderful outfit. Um, <laughs> and then it was just fun to see all the different Killmongers. Like everyone picked a different Killmonger outfit <laughs> from the movie. So we had like beginning uh, art heist Killmonger. We had Warrior Falls Killmonger. We had Golden Jaguar. And you can tell how much time people have. Like, you did that to your whole body? No, you had 2,500 fans come out last year, and it got nationwide attention. You were getting written up and interviewed by lots of publications. Did that exceed your expectations? Was there any indication that you knew that there'd be 2,500 people in that basement? Oh, I I don't think we had any idea that the number would come out that did. I think we realized, particularly around the reception to Black Panther and 
the excitement that wasn't just focused on the movie, but that was focused around dressing up and gathering with friends. We, we hadn't really felt that sort of environment before. Mm. I know I have been going to, you know, I've been in fandom since I was a, a kid and, you know, I'm 36 years old and I had never seen this sort of excitement around something. So I, we knew that there was a hunger, that there was a community of people who were just looking to reach out and embrace something. Uh, but uh, you know, I think we were we were very surprised. By yeah, the and I think we were also surprised at how many people came that Black Panther was sort of their first step into a fandom. Mm. Like there were a lot of, I'll say, like women that maybe didn't feel comfortable in nerd spaces, or older women that they had maybe had their pop culture awakening, at, you know, long before the Marvel movie started to come out. So there were people that looked at this and said, oh, I can participate in something like this. It's not just a movie that I enjoy or a TV show that I really like. I can have something to say about it and dress up and want to participate in conversations around it. So I think there were a lot of people that had never really had their nerdiness like activated. And so they came out for the first time as in their full nerdy glory. Oh, for sure. There, there were, uh, you know, not just uh, kids and teens and the, the 24 to 35 demographic, oh, but there no. were... 50, 60-year-old people who were dressed up in cosplay, and they had never done it before, but they felt inspired to, to I just I swear do to you that Sunday, people came right from church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like entire congregations <laughs> poured into WakandaCon. I guess people could have excused the absence of this festival because there wasn't a Black Panther movie coming out this year. But I appreciate that you wanted to keep this conversation going even though we are between Black Panthers. Why was it important to keep this momentum up? You know, so many people from last year discovered that there was a community that they could participate in and that there were things that they could discover that were new. And I also felt that that there were so many more things that we could celebrate with the event that we just didn't have time or bandwidth to last year. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the need didn't go away. Uh, I think Black Panther really uh, brought... The, brought it to people's attention, but uh, you know the need has always been there, and it will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it was also about the other aspects of Afrofuturism, so not just in pop culture, but talking about how does this apply to our community? How do we imagine a better future for you know communities that are at risk or marginalized? How do we create technology to create a better future? What else can we do with pop culture? What other fandoms can we explore? What other types of expression can we explore to further this conversation of what the future looks like for for black people? So I think people wanted to continue that conversation. For a lot of people, I think it was a term that Black Panther sort of highlighted. Mm. And so we wanted to keep exploring what does the future look like? What else can we create? The the first convention focused quite a bit on the movie itself. We spoke of that. And this year you're turning its focus to society builders and incorporating some programs that help folks build real skills at the convention. Can you tell me about some of those programs? Yeah. So we have a lot of uh, things that are focused on cultivating writing skills and storytelling skills, as well as highlighting some storytellers, so allowing people to tell their story and share. Um, We have some community partners that are in STEM or STEAM fields that are sharing about their purpose and their work. Um, We also have a a really fun code-a-thon that's going on that I think Dave can talk a little bit about more how what that's going to look like. 
Yeah, uh, I'm particularly proud of uh, our, our coding room that we're running this year. It's going to be running uh, basically all weekend, and uh, it's a it's totally free. It's a, a space with maybe 20 or 30 uh, workstations uh, that's going to be manned all weekend, and, and people can come and, and uh, take some very simple coding tutorials and learn how to code uh, all weekend. We have uh, a tech talks that will be taking place throughout the weekend, uh, and it's being operated through sort of very generous support by uh, Microsoft, Blacks uh, at Microsoft, uh, with some support by Google and Facebook as well. And, you know, I, I really hope that people come out and take advantage of a really great resource that we're going to be having this year. Something that uh, stuck out to me in one of the workshops that you had planned was the Jabari Warrior Workshop. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> first of all, if you need anybody to, like, spectate or judge, <laughs> I can do that for you. Uh, what other uh, workshops uh, do you have? Uh, local organizations and some entrepreneurs have, have thrown their hats in the ring here. Yeah, uh, so the Jabari workshop, so uh, Mark Willis, who's an Oak Park native, he actually went to high school with our younger brother. Uh, he was a stuntman in the film Black Panther, and so he's doing so, cool. so he's doing a <laughs> workshop. And last year, we had so many adults that wanted to join in. He originally did it just for kids. We had so many adults to join in, so he's going to do an adult workshop also. So if you want to throw, throw yourself around and feel <laughs> like a Jabari warrior. Um, we also have a Jabari Exum, who is... Uh, the drumming choreographer for the film. So he's doing some workshops and some talks about incorporating music and wellness. Some of the programming that we have is focusing on including different voices from the diaspora also. So uh, talking about the intersection between the African identity and the the Latinx identity. Uh, We have people that work in AI that are coming to talk about ethics and understanding how we can use artificial intelligence to raise our consciousness, but also the pitfalls that arise around it. We have panels from black authors that are coming in to talk about the publishing industry as well as writing relationships and writing love that feel authentic to black voices. So we have a lot of different professionals from lots of different fields that are coming in to talk about what's going on in in their industry. There's going to be a cosplay contest and the cosplay parade you cannot miss. Uh, as always, we'll have newbies. So if you've never done cosplay before, only once or twice, there'll be veterans, so people that have done it multiple times and maybe even won other competitions. And then we also have a unique category, the Afrofuturistic Eleganza. Uh, so that is blending uh, African traditions and African dress with technologies and fabrics and your idea of what the future will look like. Uh, So feel free to blend some traditional clothes with cyberpunk or uh, even futuristic elements to create your own cool, interesting eleganza. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Let me get the information out to the people. We all want to be at Wakanda Con, and it's going to be at the Hyatt Regency McCormick Place this year. From July 26th to 28th, you can visit WakandaConForever.com for more info and follow the whole thing at WakandaConForever on Twitter and Instagram. Dave, Emily, thank you so much, and congratulations on this continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Wow! <laughs>